0: Hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Uh, this week I have a tentative name. Um, the name that I think I might be going with is Podamus Prime. Of course, that is a pun on podcast, but it's also a pun on the topic of today's episode, or at least uh, a part of it, uh, Rodamus Prime. Uh, we're going to be going into that character in the movie he's from in just a second. But first some theme music from a different podcast. Alright, well that was uh, Freakonomics. Um, That's probably my least regularly listened to podcast, but it's got some good opening music, so I recommend tuning in and then After the first two minutes, you can maybe zone out. It's real hit or miss stuff. Anyway, though, uh, so my first two podcasts, uh, of course, uh, Cineplex pre-show animations and walking um, have been things I'm either not a huge fan of or uh, that I I like. But I wanted to do an episode where I'm going to talk about something that I'm really a fan of. And so what I'm going to be talking about is the original Transformers movie. Uh, not the Shia LaBeouf Michael Bay one uh, that one's fine um, I don't know it's a bit blurry and tough to follow at times honestly uh, but I'm gonna be talking about the original animated one uh, I think it was came out in 1980 long, long before my time um, but I, I saw it on tv I think and then I've watched it uh, several times since and it's A great movie through and through Um, and I'm gonna try and walk through uh, what makes it so interesting so first a little bit of backstory about why this movie was made Uh, Transformers of course was a big hit but there's a lot of TV shows that don't get a movie Uh, the reason they did this and they did the same thing with GI Joe is because after a certain point it was so popular that everybody had the toys Uh, everybody had Optimus everybody had Megatron so at that point how are you going to sell more toys uh, you don't make your money off the tv show you make it off the toys um i feel like later shows just created new outfits and like new transform models and all that type of stuff but what the transformers and Joe, so hasbro decided uh was that they would kill off the characters that you had toys of and put new characters in their place with all that new space that freed up uh problem though you can't kill your main characters on a children's tv show uh it just doesn't work but you can kill main characters on a children's movie so both of these movies their main goal was to a kill off established fan favorites and b uh bring in new random people that would make good toys so i guess that leads directly into our first topic uh well, the namesake of this podcast, maybe, uh, Hot Rod, uh, or Hot Rodimus, as I like to call him, or Rodimus Prime, as he will eventually be known. Uh, so this may be, I don't know how commonly known this is, but Optimus Prime dies in this movie, just straight up. He dies in, like, the first act, and he's dead the whole movie. Um, with the caveat that even even though he's he never comes back, and it doesn't really affect he doesn't affect the plot after the first 10 minutes or so. Uh, the ending narration does say and Optimus Prime will be back which I feel like sort of a, a cop out on their cool uh, cool idea they had of killing Optimus. Uh, but for all intents, Optimus dies in the first 20 minutes of the movie and it's uh, we're following the story of Hot Rod who is the epitome of 80s executives uh coming up with something to sell to kids uh optimus i feel like is a cool character because he's a leader uh and he's a truck two things that kids love um hot rod is uh something that the worst kid you know likes like he looks sort of cool but he's not cool he's based on a sports car or a hot rod um he's just a big dork uh, he loves being a cool guy. I don't know. He's the most bland, in, <laughs> ineffective leader. Um, and he, he really shouldn't be a leader, but uh, I'll get into that later. Anyway, he, he's the character that who will eventually replace Optimus, and we sort of follow his journey throughout the movie. Um, at the beginning of the movie, well, while, while other Autobots are dying in a war, uh, he's out in a lake fishing with with like a with his friend who's like an eight year old boy. Um, I think that sort of explains how the other Autobots treat Hot Rod uh, as a joke, who is given the least amount of responsibility. Uh, like even in wartime, the Autobots don't want him doing anything useful. Anyway, uh, I'm just gonna move on into the well. Honestly. the the worst thing about this movie is that it peaks in the first 20 minutes Uh, the big battle where Optimus dies is the best part of this movie Um, it it doesn't make any sense Um, and the movie doesn't try and explain this maybe the TV show did but um, basically the Decepticons wage war on Autobot City which is apparently a city of Autobots that's just hanging out in the middle of nowhere they never discuss what country it's in i'm i'm often trying to figure out what country wanted autobot city uh for one thing they're just giving up land it's not like the autobots are going to trade with them are they going to trade like nuts and bolts um but they're also just putting a huge target on themselves because they do get invaded by decepticons uh right off the bat uh but i i digress the, the thing that I love about Autobot City is that unlike any other uh, Transformer, it doesn't transform really into something different. It doesn't transform into like a big robot or a car or like some household appliance like every other Transformer. It just they, they act like it's transforming and just guns pop out of every nook and cranny. The whole city trans—they don't play it as a joke, but it, it's amazing how many guns pop out of. Ev- it would be like if the downtown core of Toronto, the buildings started shifting gears, started turning, and the net result was just uh, ship battle cannons popping out of every window. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really transform too much, other than to put guns everywhere, but you know that's that's what people want to see. I'm not complaining here. Um, anyway, the Decepticons attack the city. Um, now, th- this movie, for being a huge success, as I'm sure it was, none of the main characters you, anybody's going to know. And, and this is after five huge Transformer films have come out. Like Transformers have, are having a big resurgence. Everybody knows uh, Megatron, Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, uh, Starscream, Ratchet. Maybe not Ratchet. But um, these are big names. This movie is not about any of those people. This movie has Hot Rod, Ultra Magnus, great name by the way, uh, Blur, he's he's a really fast one, and Perceptor, I believe, uh, Blaster Jammer, I think. Like none of these guys really. Oh, and Galvatron instead of Megatron, even though he is Megatron uh none of these names ever stuck uh nothing nothing cool like optimus prime or or uh i was trying to remember another cool name (laughs) but unfortunately um the the other thing is they all sort of suck um like optimus prime transforms into a truck kids love trucks people like trucks he hits like a truck you know it fits perceptor transforms into a high school science class uh, microscope but a big one and he'll he'll never look at something he always looks into the sky like a telescope but he's not he's a microscope um that's not helpful it's really limited he's a robot he could just have eye zooming things and it, it's never he i, I don't know and blaster jammer he turns into a jukebox not even a big jukebox Th- this has always been a problem i think uh, megatron like transforms into a gun and not a big one like a pistol it's it's sort of like one of those things they try not to uh, dwell on too long because they know it doesn't make sense um but yeah the, the transformers in this movie i feel like have been forgotten because they're not very good uh they probably sold a lot of toys of them. Or maybe they even didn't, and that's why they sort of brought back the old ones. I, it was probably a failed experiment. But I, I don't have the Hasbro sales figures, so uh, we'll, we'll have to just guess on that. Anyway, so Autobot City is under siege. Um, we never see humanity's perspective on this. Uh, I sort of I feel like they either were prepared for World War Three or just didn't care about the robo- uh, world war going on um but we, we'll never find that out uh so it's not looking good for the autobots the decepticons have them on the ropes they're gonna use a battering ram to break down uh the, the last defenses of autobot city uh but then optimus shows up and with his dream team of just himself and five dinobots who are the real reason i watched this movie uh breaks the Decepticon forces and makes them all run away like a bunch of wimps uh this is probably the best part of the movie uh the Dinobots are hilarious for the whole movie um and Optimus literally is a one-man army um in our society he'd be much more than a one-man army he would be like a one-man uh <laughs> a one-man global superpower. But up against transformers i guess it's more of a fair fight but he just drives in uh as a truck at first runs over a few people jumps like 400 feet in the air uh shoots a bunch of people the, the violence in this is incredible uh just because they don't th- treat robots like people even though in every other respect other than the violence they treat robots like people because that's the whole point of the movie. Um, you're supposed to care about them you're supposed to care about them just enough that you won't mind when they're like clearly bleeding and shot to death uh, because they're robots anyway Optimus and Megatron fight Um, Optimus beats Megatron but then Megatron is a little sneaky guy and he's about to trick Optimus and then Hot Rod gets into it it's just a big mess Optimus dies Megatron almost dies Um, and Autobot City is saved um, I'm just going to take a quick uh, quick little break here and talk about the Dinobots. Um, of course, uh, y- you can't really talk about the Dinobots without talking about their leader, Grimlock, the only one with a real name. Uh, the rest are all just, like, snarl, slag, swoop, and stomp, I think. Um, Grimlock, of course, is a T-Rex who transforms into a robot. Um... <laughs> it's it's way less cool than his dinosaur form um and it's not that that's the thing about the Dinobots that never made any sense um transformers have multiple forms because one's more useful than the other um like optimus could drive really quick as a car and he could blend in as a truck you know uh grimlock's not going to blend in as a t-rex or a giant robot um it's not like if you went to the museum you'd be like oh that's a dinosaur you'd be like Oh, that's that's Grimlock. He's a gray metal death dinosaur. But I, yeah, I'm sort of rambling here. Um, so that's that's the Dinobots. Uh, they're, they're also fun because they speak in like caveman talk, sort of. Uh, Grimlock's fi- famous line is, uh, "Me Grimlock, no bozo, me king." Uh, he, he says that a bit later in the movie. Um. I guess I should describe the villains of the film. Uh, Well, here's a fun fact. I feel like I've probably told this fun fact more than most facts. Um, But uh, Unicron, the main villain of the film, is played by Orson Welles. Uh, And this was his last film before he died. Um, that, That might be... Uh, a tragedy greater than Citizen Kane, because um, it, it's not a great role. It's a, he plays a big dumb planet-sized robot um, who's evil. Uh, anyway Unicron finds the corpse of Megatron basically, brings him back to life as Galvatron to sell more toys, and uh, then Galvatron fights the Autobots. The weird middle half of the movie is, involves the Autobots flying off into space. Uh, one of them lands on a garbage planet where uh, I think it's Terry Gilliam of the Monty Pythons and a bunch of other garbage Transformers uh, interact with them. Uh, and then the other guys crash land on a different planet where there's weird aliens and shark uh which are Shark Transformers. This is probably my favorite part of the movie, um, just from a world-building perspective. Because when we look at space and sci-fi, um, one of the big complaints is that aliens always are too much like us. Um, if you look at like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, like look at Gamora, she's just green. She's a green person. Uh, Drax is another green person. Uh, Rocket Raccoon's is just a raccoon. Um, and Groot's just a tree like they're all just things around us on earth um just a little bit different uh star trek is the same they're all two-legged people walking around Uh, it it makes it seem like there's only one type of life out there Uh, transformers inverts this by making it so weirdly every planet has transformers but they're not really related to each other they none of them really seem to be the same species like it, it's not like oh this colony of transformers no it seems like every planet individually grew their own species of transformers and that earth is the anomaly um that that part always uh amused me because they don't they don't really dwell on it this movie it, it isn't very fast but it doesn't take time to explore any of these concepts um Anyway, Grimlock comes in and kicks the Sharkticon's ass, uh, asses, and they make friends with the garbage people, and they leave to go fight Unicron, and they do, um, I don't know, I, I'm not gonna, there's nothing too interesting about the end of the movie, but I, I do have one thing I want to really hammer home, and nobody's gonna appreciate this, because they haven't really, they, they don't have the image in mind, um, so the MacGuffin of the movie is called the Matrix of Leadership. And Optimus had it before he died. And he gave it to Ultra Magnus. Probably just because it was a fucking cool name. Um, but Ultra Magnus dies too, so Hot Rod gets it. Um, and when Hot Rod uses it, it's actually what turns him into Rodimus Prime. It makes him the leader of the Autobots. <laughs> but throughout the whole movie, people are trying to use the Matrix of Leadership. Because it is very powerful. It kills Unicron, Orson Wells. Um didn't actually kill Orson Welles, I should be more clear. It, it kills Unicron. Um, and it, it's, it's portrayed as basically an orb with a handle around it uh, on both sides. And, you, and at, the, at the end of the movie, Hot Rod just pulls it apart, uh, letting all the power out of it. Uh, I'm, I'm explaining the imagery here because uh, throughout the whole movie, everybody tries to pull it apart. Galvatron tries, uh, Ultra Magnus tries... Uh, neither of them can do it here's the th- thing though there's like finger holes in the handle that you are supposed to put your finger in hot rod does it nobody else does like they're clearly there so you grab there and pull it apart everybody else looks at it like a like it's from the future and they don't understand how to put their hand in it I, like I guess there's no gloves and transformers um, and it, it raises the question was hot rod special and he was destined to open the matrix of leadership like is it like an excalibur type of situation or did nobody else know how to put their fingers in the hole like it, it's ridiculous to me <laughs> it's ridiculous this movie is uh, not factually accurate i don't know that that was my biggest gripe. I, I watched a few clips to prepare for this episode, just for a little bit of uh, nostalgia, and that was my uh, main takeaway. Um, I I guess just uh, to do a bit of summary for the movie, I I love this movie. I think it's a ton of fun. Um, you get to see, I don't know, the animation's really nice. I, I there's a there's a there's a saying out there: every frame's a painting. Um. And I feel like back then when they made this, that was really true. Um, it was a lot harder to animate, and so you had to put a lot more time and work into it. Um, nowadays, I'm not saying it's easy to animate, um, but it's uh, there's a lot more efficient ways to do it. And also, this was probably a pretty big budget event. They probably put a lot of work into it. So it's fun to watch. Um, <laughs> it's fun to watch how skilled animators can make giant transform physics defining transforming robots uh have personalities uh not saying they succeed that much but it's fun to watch um friend of the dome uh this week uh i thought i'd talk about on the topic of technology (sighs) facebook notifications hopefully nobody caught that um so, a fun fact from Under the Dome, just a little thing, is they were sponsored by Microsoft for, I think, every season. And they, so, anybody Under the Dome, they had two things in common. One, they were Under the Dome, and two, they were using their Windows phone and Windows tablet. Um, it's one of those things that, like, if it was Apple uh, sponsoring the show, you might not notice. You'd be like, oh, they're just using an iPhone. Uh, but when it's Microsoft, you're like, what? Windows phone? And a Windows tablet? turning that sound off um anyway so that was that was a fun part but the the best part was they had this arc where like um they were trying to get a signal out out to the dome or into the dome i don't really remember but the and the only thing that was strong enough to pierce the dome was the windows tablet um so you know the the windows tablet wasn't strong enough to like have a market share but it was all, it was very strong at piercing the dome anyway so that's the end of my podcast or uh if you like the name potamus prime uh, let me know um if you don't let me know even quicker because uh, if it gets set in stone then it's stuck by law um if i submit this somewhere um i need a unique name apparently to submit this to the app store in a picture and apparently it gets screened so <laughs> i always wonder if people do submit stuff to the app store as like a way to get views like maybe you're advertising you're like i need one guaranteed view hopefully some guy watch- listens to this whole podcast so he has to hear my ad for blue apron um oh man yawning i'm tired i guess i'll end on that note um that's episode three uh probably two more episodes before i do my big reveal um next week i don't know i I have a few topics bouncing around um it'll probably be something more relatable i feel like this was a pretty obscure episode uh i was hoping to see if i can explain things clearly but we'll see if that was a success Anyway, thanks for sticking with me, and uh, best of luck. Got to find the off button before I say my goodbyes, and goodbye.